Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill It's a dangerous Sound. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me now Only thing that's on my mind Is who around this town tonight Hey, welcome into the Promulas of the Sports Talk Show 888-346-9144 Call in, join us on the show anytime, Monday through Friday, when we're live, of course. Demi Lachey is here in studio. Welcome to Monday. Make it moves Monday. Huge Monday out here in the Valley. There is a football game to be played uh, with the host Arizona Cardinals. They are hosting the Baltimore Ravens, the 1-5 Baltimore Ravens. Um, let's just jump right into that. Let's get into it. That's just been a huge buzz all weekend, everywhere I went, everywhere. Little town, little shopping, plaza, uh, just every little place I could stick my head into um, over the weekend. That's all I kept hearing is the buzz around these Arizona Cardinals, how inconsistent their play is, how how consistent, you know, the defense plays more than the offense or how the offense, you know, comes out very hot and the defense goes cold. A lot of worried fans out here. A lot of worried fans are definitely coming out in the Valley right now, and they're, they're not afraid to speak about it, which is uh, pretty – Pretty odd at times. Uh, two tough opponents. One team that knows them uh, very well, which they took a loss to at home uh, against the St. Louis Rams. And then the other team, you know, the third string quarterback came in, and you know the the defense. You know, they took a they took a lapse. They sat back, and you know they said they took a step down. You know, they even spoke about it. We were not expecting, you know, him. We let our guards down. We we let Landry Jones, you know, get the best of us. So uh, we'll see how the Arizona Cardinals will. Uh, come back, bounce back from the loss last week. So that's a huge game that's going to be out here in the Valley. And also to see where the Baltimore Ravens are. Are they for real or are they just, is this just a bad year uh, overall? Is this going to turn into, you know, a disaster year for the Baltimore Ravens? Right now they're sitting at 1-5. and five. Uh, Very disappointing. But if you look around um, each score every week, week in and week out, this team is in every game. And that's scary for... Uh, that's a that's a scary matchup for the Cardinals. You know, that's something. This is something that they cannot just look at the record, uh, look at the talent on the field, and say, you know what, we're better than them. Yes, they the Cardinals are a deeply better talent football team than the Baltimore Ravens. All you know, all the right way around across the whole board. But the Ravens do have some spots where they have you know some elite level talent. Steve Smith, you know, to start off with um, at the at the wide receiver position. That's going to be my favorite matchup to watch tonight. As you see a great, talented receiver go against a great, talented cornerback in Patrick Peterson, and what is he going to bring to the table each and every play for the Arizona Cardinals in that defense? Um, the reason why you know I call this matchup out is to see how consistent you know Patrick Peterson is going to play against Steve Smith. He knows that he knows that Steve Smith is going to you know bring that uh, bring that hammer each and every play, bring that best talent, that best ability. Steve Smith Sr. does not shy away from anything. He doesn't shy away from anyone. This is his last go-around, so this will be technically the last matchup that Patrick Peterson will, you know, get the chance to fight against Steve Smith. For all four quarters, you're going to see that matchup. I would not be surprised if Smith uh, or Peterson follows, you know, Steve Smith all the way around. I mean, these are two competitive high-level guys, high potential, high-talent why not watch this matchup? You know, this is my favorite matchup. Yeah, you got Joe Flacco. You know, he's 
been pretty inconsistent overall. Um, but so has the you know that Arizona Cardinals quarterback and Carson Palmer. It's it's not been you know the best football play from each of these quarterback positions. They do have a lot of talent around the two, but it's it starts at the quarterback position. It, it you know after you know after fighting up front with the trenches, we'll see how that display, but. It comes down to the quarterback play. You know, who's smart? Who's going to be more patient and consistent and making the right throws and making, you know, the right reads and, you know, knowing when to call audibles? Because both of these teams have, you know, pretty high-level defense, uh, especially in the secondary for the Baltimore Ravens. You know, you got to be careful the way you tempt these guys. That secondary for the Ravens, you know, they're pretty experienced. These guys, you know, they don't shy away from, from any deal, from anyone. They're not afraid to, you know, get in your face, talk smack, and to keep fighting. That's just how the Baltimore Ravens, you know, uh, how can you say, that their, their mindset, the way their their swagger has been for the past 15 years, you know, 15, 20 years. This is the Baltimore Ravens. They don't care about what talent that is around them or who they have on that defensive, uh, you know, that defensive uh, secondary or that defensive scheme, whoever they have in the game, you know, even though they lost Terrell Suggs, which is a huge loss where I think he could have, you know, pretty much dominated that Arizona Cardinals offensive line this, this weekend or tonight's game, but they don't have that. So they have to find, you know, someone else to bring that, that energy, someone else to step up and, you know, kind of set that tone, you know, against this Cardinals offense, you know, especially, you know, you got a huge talent with, John Brown, um, obviously, it's Carson Palmer's favorite guy, but also Larry Fitzgerald. You know, Larry Fitz has has bounced back. He's had some phenomenal ball games compared to last season, and you know how many how many balls came his way, how many targets he had. But he's having a very strong season, so we'll see. You know how that matchup will end as well, because you cannot sleep on this Baltimore Ravens team. This is not your typical one and five football team. These guys, you know, they're playing. With all heart, you know, they have a ton of injuries. They lost a huge leader in Terrell Suggs. Just having, you know, that that guy like a Terrell Suggs on your sideline, you know, in your huddles, on the field, just to see his energy, you know, this guy, he's been playing for years. He's Super Bowl champion, former Super Bowl champ. He's been there. So he has a lot of energy, and you kind of lose that, you know, once you get that, you know, that voice out of your locker room, you know, when he's not – He's not around as much. You see him down, you know, or see him in the uh, injured reserve in the training room, you know, more than on the practice field. And that kind of gets to your team. You know, you got to find another way, find another guy who can step up and, you know, say, hey, let, let's get this thing going. And they have, you know, they have a couple guys, Elvis Dumerville, uh, the young guy, C.J. Mosley. I want to see how he plays, Courtney Upshaw. But, you know, that's secondary, like I was saying, like Jimmy Smith, Kyle Arrington, Will Hill, Kendrick Lewis. I mean, those guys – They've been here for a while. They, they've, you know, seen the ups and downs. They've been, they played playoff football. Carson Palmer has to make sure he is not displaying any talent that he displayed last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He cannot force the football, you know, as much as he did last week. Overall, during the season so far in the first six games for the Cardinals, Carson Palmer has been known to forcing the football, has been very inconsistent. Not only that, he's not getting that much support, especially last week in the run game. I believe Chris Johnson is another matchup um, against, you know, this defensive front of Elvis Duberville, Chris Canty. 
and you know Daryl Smith, C.J. Mosley. I want to when that matchup comes, you know, you you got a lot of lightning. You have a lot of speed in that Cardinals backfield with you know Andre Ellington with his return. I believe he'll get a couple touches tonight. You know, if he plays. Right now, I guess he's still probable game decision, whatever it may be. I, why not? Why not come back play Monday night? You get a lot of energy. You're at you're at home. You know, the you know the Cardinals fans are going to show up. the Red Sea um, that they you know display themselves as. They're going to be there. They're going to be loud and proud. Everyone's watching. It's Monday night football. You know, this is the first. It's the only game where you know. You got friends from other teams and, you know, guys you play either college football with or that you grew up with, they're watching you. You know, you finally get to play on, you know, get on the on the level where, you know, you get to show them, you know, hey, I'm still here. I'm still doing my thing. It's a, you know, the players love Monday night football more than they like a Thursday night. It's It's the level where they finally actually get on the field and they actually play. They actually, you know, get to play in front of their peers. You know, the other guys, everyone's watching around the league. No matter if it's the players, the owners, the coaches, everybody tunes in to Monday Night Football more than they do a Thursday night because Thursday, it's, it's in the middle of the week, man. You, you, you're, you know, you're preparing yourself. You're getting your mind right for battle on Sunday or Monday night, you know, throughout the week. You know, you're not really thinking about, oh, let me go watch uh, my friend. You know, we just finished up a game last night. Let me tune into this Thursday. I mean, unless, you know, you're playing them in the next week or two, you know, just to see where they stand at, uh, to catch, you know, catch up on some early film or what it may be. But it's Monday Night Football. This 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 platform of a level that this game displays, it's, it's huge. It's, you know, everybody tunes into it. A lot of fans actually, it's actually been better matchups thus far this season, and even last season. Um, it's been better matchups on Thursday night football to me than it was for Friday. Or not Friday, sorry, for Monday night. The reason I'm saying this is, I mean, it's been some great Thursday night football games, like the one just past Thursday. You had the uh, 49ers and the Seahawks. Great rivalry, you know, in the past, what, how, what would you say, about last five years. Huge rival, you know. Um, you saw that matchup. You saw the Giants, uh, who they played, the Giants and the Niners. You know, that was a great game. Came down to Eli, you know, doing his thing at the end there. The Monday night matchups, you know, have been pretty disappointing. I mean, you got the Cardinals and the Ravens. I think they're two great football teams. Record-wise, you know, you should see, you know, you should be able to see and know that the Cardinals, you know, are the favorites, that they should win this game by a lot. But you have a great team. In the Baltimore Ravens, this is not your average one in five team, and you're going to see that. You're going to display that. You're going to see it displayed as well. The Cardinals, you know, they have to have that mindset, that thrill, you know, that that energy. Not only just for the first half that we've seen, not only for the first quarter, for the you know for three quarters. This team has to come out and play all four quarters, and this is a great platform for them to show that they are still one of the best teams in the NFC. Period. Not not just the NFC. Uh, South that they're in, not just in the, or I'm sorry, the NFC West, the division that they're in, but that they are here for the NFC, that they are still that Super Bowl predicted, you know, football team run, experienced group of guys, you know, that are predicted for, you know, deep playoff runs. This is a great time to show. It's, it, you know, it's week seven. You know, it, it's time to finally show, like, hey, we are here and we're here to stay. You, you, you know, you're, you're getting close to that midway. Ne- next week is halfway through the season already, through the regular season. 
You know, the, the games go by fast. These weeks, you know, start to pick up. They go by fast. Not only that, you have some divisional games coming up in the next couple of weeks, for the, especially for the Cardinals. I mean, this is your time to really display and show, you know, hey, we are here, you know, NFL, take a watch, take a look at us. Yeah, we, we've been inconsistent at times, but this time we're going to get this thing together. I believe the Cardinals is going to win this game tonight. I mean, first and foremost, those fans tonight, they're, they're going to be a great help. They're going to be a great deal, you know, uh, when the crowd get into it. That, 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 the, that fan base tonight, it's, it's huge. I love watching, you know, love going to the games, to the Cardinals games, because that fans uh, of the Red Sea, you know, that's an exciting bunch to watch, to, to be a part of um, at times. So, with them being at home, I believe they're going to pull this one out. If they were on the road in Baltimore, honestly, I, my hands would be in the air even higher. I mean, right now, you know, it, depending on what Cardinals team comes out and play, you know, you, you really do not know. But if if this is a road game for the Cardinals, it, it'll be even more pressure. It'll be even more of a you know eyebrows raised. Like you really don't know, you know, if they could really pull this game off. So we're going to see how, you know, how they bounce back, how consistent can the Cardinals be, not only from the quarterback play to their defensive play as well. And it's going to be a huge matchup tonight. I got the Cardinals winning tonight. I think it's going to be a close one. I would say 31-27 Cardinals at home. It'll be a close game, but uh, I think they will definitely pull this one out. Look out for that matchup, Patrick Peterson, Steve Smith. I, I can't wait to tune in. Two great players going at it uh, each and every play. Now, we are going to come up on our first break here. So after the break, we're going to discuss more NFL games. Also, tomorrow, NBA is finally kicking off. Golden State Warriors, you know, can they repeat it? You know, it all starts tomorrow. And NCAA football games also that happened this past weekend. You listen to Kwame Last of the Sports Talk Show. It is Making Moves Monday, and we'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back again to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in. Join us on the show any day. 
Monday through Friday, any time of the week. Come join us, especially when we live. Demi Lachey is here in the studio, uh, riding this thing solo for today. Uh, first break, you know, we discussed about a huge game tonight, especially out here in the Valley, between the Arizona Cardinals as they host the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I think it's going to be a phenomenal game. I don't think it's a game you want to pass up on if you get the chance to, you know, catch up on it. It'll be a great game. Great, you know, two fighting teams, great coaches uh, going at one another. John Harbaugh, Bruce Arians, they have, you know, it's not the first, you know, go around between these two head coaches. Uh, so it's going to be a great, great coaching. Great to see, you know, where these guys are at. Both of these teams have been pretty inconsistent, but everyone around the NFL know about the talent level that, you know, is going to be on display tonight. You know, this is be a this will be a great game to tune in. I believe if Baltimore, you know, comes out, you know, on top, this would be a huge win to bounce them back into, you know, that uh, conference play of theirs, you know, up in the AFC North. Because, you know, you have the Pittsburgh Steelers who, you know, been dominating, uh, you know, last couple of years. And, you know, they kind of fallen off this season, especially with the injury to Big Ben and, you know, Martavis Bryant being in and out of the lineup, uh, you know, with, with having your quarterback down. And you're down to your third guy, you know, it, it, it makes the team, you know, a little more, you know, beatable, you know, at times. You got, to, you know, your leader down. It makes your team more vulnerable. So it would be a great deal to see, you know, how Baltimore responds because you got to catch Cincinnati. Right now everyone is catching uh, the Bengals and how they are just, you know, dominating the NFL this, thus far this season. Uh with them being, you know, number one in AFC North. And then Cleveland just taking the loss to St. Louis yesterday. Gives the Baltimore a chance, you know, to bounce back into things. You know, the AFC, it's pretty much New England versus everyone. New England, and honestly, Seattle's making enough noise. Uh, but we'll see, you know. It, it, we'll see if they can win, no, you know, those big games, those top games. Uh, especially when they get into more divisional play. You know, I think, believe they have a matchup uh, with the Patriots as well this season. So, you know, we, we will see. If not, then we got to watch into the playoff time. So, but still, at the end of the day, I think it's Tom Brady, you know, lead to me and my vote, still the MVP of the season thus far. They're the best team of football. I mean, Gronkowski, I guess, you know, I think he's the best dominant, the most dominant player, you know, in the game at any position, hands down. I mean, he just dominates that tight end position, takes it to a whole nother level, and everyone else gets theirs, you know, underneath. Um, you know, with Danny Amendola, Julian Edelman, I mean, these guys, Deion Lewis, the running back, LeGarrette Bond. I mean, these, these, this unit is so strong and structured, and, you know, they cannot be beat. They played against the number one defense, you know, Darrell Rivas, uh, making his way back to New England and, you know, get the, get the going against his, his former team that he helped, you know, win a ring with last season. It was a great game. It, it was a tough game uh, yesterday with the Patriots coming out on top, 30-23, 30, 30 but... You know, you knew it was going to be a battle. You knew it was going to be a fight, especially between these two teams and the history that they have created for themselves. But at the end of the day, I mean, it came to Tom Brady being, you know, as consistent as he could be. This unit had 12 drops, 12 drops of Tom Brady's, you know, beautiful thrown passes. This this unit had 12 drop passes, and they still came out on top, thir- you know, 30 to 23, with Brady going 34-54 with the 12 drops, you know, counter between his receiving core, especially Brandon LaFell. I don't, I don't know where he's been at all season. Um, he's been kind of disappointed in this unit, but at the same time, I mean, how can you be so disappointed with the undefeated football team, with a dominant team like the Patriots sitting at 6-0? and um, you know, once again, you know, they, these guys look like they have not missed a beat week in and week out. You go against the number one defense, you know, in the NFL. And, you know, Darrell Revis led, you know, New York Jets 
football team, which I don't think the Jets played too bad. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick looked pretty good. He did not turn over the football. Uh, he did not get much support, though. The New England Patriots did a tremendous job on stepping up and uh, holding Chris Ivory down. You know, coming into this week, you know, uh, I remember last week we talked about it a little bit on the show. Uh, me and Kwame were discussing how dominant Chris Ivory has been as a running back in the seat in thus far in this season. You know, in our eyes, he was, you know, stated as the best running back in the NFL right now in the game. Uh, obviously, Adrian Peterson may have something to say about it after his display. You know, Devontae Freeman has been balling out of control this season as well. But, you know, pound for pound, we, you know, I selected Chris Ivory as the best running back thus far this season. He went 17 carries with 41 yards, only averaged 2.4 yards a carry against New England. New England knows, you know, that shows you, you know, that New England can, they will find, you know, your biggest threat and they will attack it. They will go straight at it. And Chris Ivory could not breathe yesterday. Uh, but Ryan Fitzpatrick did play well. Uh, receiving core, you know, they played well. But to go back to New England, you know, these guys are known, you know, to not drop many balls. I, and, you know, I talked about Brandon LaFell, who I think is, he has tremendous talent, especially for, that receiving core for the New England Patriots. They need this guy to step up. This is guy's a, he's a pretty big target. Um, you know, you have Edelman, you have Amendola, you know, these guys are pretty small tar- targets. Then you got, you know, Big Gronk. Brendan LaFell is, is a nice size receiver to have on your group, to have on your team. He's a veteran. You know, he's been there before. He, he had great talent, you know, coming out of, uh, coming from the Carolina Panthers and now moving into the New England. The guy got targeted eight times and only had two catches. This guy had drop after drop after drop, and that's rare that you see for a New England team, especially at home. You know, and and for the Jets, you know, that's a game you got to catch these guys, especially you know being the rivalry that you guys have made and uh, that you guys have come to. That's the game that you know that you have to you know get New England in. And you know, the Jets fought they they fought really hard. You know, took it all the way down to the end. But it's very rare that you see so many drop passes from this, you know, New England Patriots group. And I hope, you know, this this is not nothing, you know, to uh, build upon that, you know, that we're going to see more of this, in which you don't. That's rare that you'll see this group, you know, drop 12 Tom Brady footballs, you know, um, all in one game. It was pretty obvious to see. And, you know, it at the same time they did win the ball game in the end. I think because of that defense, that defense played tremendous against the run and stopping Chris Ivory and, you know, doing as best way they could for, you know, the support to support Tom Brady. Because Tom Brady had he had some nice throws. Uh, time in and time out, it was just so many drop passes. I've, I've never seen it. So I, don't, I think that's a rare subject. So we're going to jump out of the, the NFL for a little bit, and we're going to get to some of the NBA. Last season, uh, the Golden State Warriors, obviously, as we know, um, won the NBA championship. Caught a lot of heat, you know, from uh, the NBA world, you know, how respected they are as champions. Do they deserve it? Uh, Do they not? Because of the playoff run, because of the injuries. I'm not going to be a hater. Um, But, you know... Thank God, you know, thank God they were blessed to not have the injury bug hit them at the most important part of the season. Yeah, they had a couple guys that entered, uh, but nothing, you know, none to their main um, superstars, you know, as in their Steph Curry, their MVP leader, uh, Andre Iguodala, you know, he was healthy as could be. Klay Thompson was healthy. Draymond, 
I mean, it, their, their unit, their, their, their strongest core was they were there to play. Uh, Harrison Barnes, I think he's going to have a tremendous season. This is the season, I believe, for the Golden State Warriors, for Harrison Barnes, you know, to let it all out. He is in his last year with the contract um, with the Golden State Warriors. And, you know, I think I think he's a, a guy who can be, you know, a main source for any other team, to, who can be a tremendous number two scorer, maybe number three guy. Right now he's sitting at, like, guy number five, number four. Uh, he and that's the, and that shows you how much talent you know this Warriors team um, has coming off this NBA championship. So we get to finally see this you know team display tomorrow. Yeah, it's the regular season, NBA season kickoff. I think uh, this is the hypest game, the hypest night uh, for tomorrow uh, night for the NBA. This is going to be the hypest until uh, the, the the Christmas games. You know, after this game, you're not going to hear too much. You're not you know going to see or talk too much because of how the NFL is picking up, how college football is picking up around in the sports world, but pay attention to tonight. Tonight's like that fun, actually this week, you know, you get to see your favorite team, you get to see uh, your favorite guys coming back, uh, Kobe Bryant, you know, and this new look Lakers team, you know, we'll see, it's been a lot of buzz around this team, and, you know, they're happy with the talent that they brought in with Roy Hibbert, you know, bringing Roy Hibbert in, bringing Kobe Bryant back, you know, drafting uh, Russell, D'Angelo Russell out of Ohio State. It's a lot of talent. You know, Jordan Clarkson coming back. Swaggy P, Nick Young. You know, we just see where his firepower is at going into the season. Julius Randle returns. I mean, everybody forgets about this guy, how he dominated, you know, the NCAA when he was in college. So, you know, he returns. This would be an exciting legacy. So this week, you know, it's it's a fun week for the NBA. It's, hey, you know, we're back. We're playing football this, right now or basketball. This is the best time of the season, you know, for all all the sports. You know, you got hockey going as well right now. The NFL starting to pick up. The weather's getting a little cooler outside. You know, you get to see, um, you know, teams play. It's halfway through the season in the NFL. NBA's kicking off. You know, LeBron James returns and, uh, you know, the Tristan Thompson, you know, that whole skeptical deal with his contract, he returns as well. So we get to see a whole new look Cavs team, a lot of energy. Kevin Love's coming back, Kyrie Irving. They play, uh, you know, the Chicago Bulls. A lot of Bulls, you know, uh, off-season movements or disappointing uh, storylines that's been coming out of Chicago and the beef between, uh, you know, their superstar Derrick Rose, I guess your old superstar, and their new up-and-coming, you know, leader and Jimmy Butler, how do these two guys don't even like each other? And it's crazy. You know, they, these guys have been playing with each other, you know, the past couple of seasons. Well, technically not with each other because the injury bug that Derrick Rose has definitely, you know, not shied away from. Um, so you get to see, you know, these Bulls teams. You know, you get a head coach. You know, the Tom Thibodeau era is out. You know, there's been rumors that Joe Kim Noah would no longer be a starting, you know, uh, NBA center for the Chicago Bulls. That's, you know, that, that, that'll be surprising to watch. You know, to talk about a guy that brings a lot of energy and, um, you know, a lot for that Chicago Bulls on the defensive end. I mean, this guy was, you know, regarded as one of the best defenders in the NBA, period. For him, you know, to take the back seat and come off the bench, I mean, it, it's the NBA season. Kevin Durant returns, you know, Russell Wilsbrook. That, that, that's the funnest team to watch. You know, a lot of buzz around, you know, Kevin Durant, is he going to sign back with OKC? You know, we'll see. This is the season, you know, Anthony Davis is ready to take his game to a whole new level. They're saying don't be ashamed. You see this guy, you know, MVP, MVP at the end of the season. 
Don't be ashamed if you see Paul George. They're saying he's a dark horse. Uh, the way he looked, you know, in the preseason, he's jumping out the gym once again for the Indiana Pacers. They get Monte Ellis in the building. So it's an exciting week. You get to see where your team is at. The New York Knicks, of course, we got to mention the Knicks. You get to see where these guys are at. Where Carmelo and Porzitas, the, the new rookie that they drafted, top five pick. It's just a week to see. Kwame Lasser Sports Talk Show. We're going to take another break. We've got about two more segments coming up. We're going to discuss more into the NBA. NCAA football, so NFL games yesterday as well. You listen to the Carmen Lester Sports Talk Show with Demi Lachey, and we'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back into the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show, 888-346-9144. We are sitting at the E. Dermy Lachey here in studio, making moves Monday. We are sitting on the eve of the NBA season. This is where, you know, the last time that any of these guys will be healthy, any of these guys will feel 100%, it starts tonight or tomorrow night. A couple matchups that will be um, national television. It's only three games tomorrow, but uh, it's, it's it's the week. You know, it's, it's NBA season kickoff week. This is the eve of the first couple of games. Uh, big games tomorrow, like I stated before in the last segment. Cleveland Cavaliers, Chicago Bulls. Um, I think it's an overrated matchup right now um, on paper. But, you know, these two teams played against these, uh, went, had battles last season against one another. Um, but I do believe, you know, Cleveland will, you know, dominate the matchup. Not only just this, this first game, but I think throughout the whole season. I think LeBron is going to set the tone. You're going to see a different LeBron James than you did last season. You know, LeBron James last season was, you know, he, he was on this, uh, the welcome back tour, I would call it, uh, the whole NBA season. I mean, this guy seemed like he was on tour every day. I mean, this guy was, was attending, you know, football games where he had, you know, NBA games, you know, back to back nights and he wouldn't even attend the basketball games. He would be, you know, at a Cowboys game or, you know, sitting at a Browns game or go checking out Ohio State, you know, during their national championship run. But, I think this season you're going to see a more focused LeBron James and how close he was last season 
you know, at, at attaining that title once again. I mean, this guy has been to the NBA Finals the past five years. Uh, I don't think he's going to shy away from six. I believe, you know, out of the East, we're making some early predictions. This is the first, you know, first week. We're at the eve of the NBA. Just going to the, a couple of predictions. I, I believe, you know, LeBron and the, and the boys, you know, they have it in the East. I don't think anyone, you know, made enough moves to catch up with them. We'll see what the Indiana Pacers are going to do. They did lose, you know, some some pretty big uh, units for them, especially um, in the paint area and losing uh, not only Roy Hibbert to the Lakers, but also David West to the Spurs. I don't think anybody is touching the Cavaliers this season. Um, you're going to see a different LeBron James. He's going to be more focused. I think you're going to see a different Kevin Love. These guys finally had a year under their belt, and they made it to the finals, you know, just, you know, with, with no one, you know, pretty much just LeBron and the gang. Uh, you can see J.R. Smith return, you know, with Kyrie Irving once he gets healthy and get going. Um, it's going to be a scary team to watch. Tristan Thompson comes in. You get Mo Williams returning back to Cleveland, who I think still has the talent to play. Richard Jefferson, a good defensive guy. And then, you know, Anderson Verzal. You know, he was out for the whole season. I think, you know, he's coming back 100% healthy. This team is not going to be, you know, beaten. Um, even if, when LeBron James goes on his little tour during the season, and, you know, he's, you know he's going to sit a couple games out. Uh, David Blatt, he's a smart He's a smart guy, you know, resting LeBron to the playoffs. Um, but even without LeBron, it's going to be a great deal to see this team come together, see this team uh, play together healthy and, you know, getting Iman Shumper healthy again, getting him ready for the season, keep him off the microphone and making all these rap songs. See them get back focused, you know. They, they, they seem like they have something, you know, to, to keep playing for. And also, and also their biggest, you know, uh, acquisition and actually reacquiring um, and Tristan Thompson, you know, I was nervous about, you know, Thompson either returning to the Cavs or not returning just because he, he was not, he has not signed that deal. It was like on and off rumors. Oh, he's going to sign for this much, for that much. They only offer him this. He's not happy with that. His agent, blah, blah, blah. He's back. He's back in Cleveland. He's back with the Cleveland Cavaliers uniform. His display, his play of the season last year was phenomenal. I mean, this guy was all energy, all, all game. I've never seen a guy, you know, take over a game, uh, rebounding the way Tristan Thompson did, especially on the offensive end, especially on the, you know, offensive rebound end. This guy was collecting so many offensive rebounds, so he's going to come back with a lot of energy as well. This this team is going to be, you know, they're going to be hard to beat in the East. Um, Chicago, Indiana, Miami. I think Miami may make some noise against uh, Cleveland. See. You know, what Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh is going to put together. You know, Chris Bosh had his illness last season, had to, you know, discontinue his season, but now he's back. Um, and, you know, we get to see how, you know, where the Heat stand. You know, are they still an elite-level team? Can, you know, uh, John Wall, Bradley Bill, and the Washington Wizards, can they get their act together? We'll see. Um, Toronto Raptors, you know, what, what Toronto team are they going to see? I, I just think Cleveland's going to, you know, dominate the Eastern Conference and get returned right back to the finals. They're on a mission. You know, they have some business to take care of. We, I did not predict, you know, Cleveland to make the finals last season, but they did. And that was just with the one-man party. Now, you know, you get the whole group, the whole band back together. Who knows? You know, uh, you're, you're talking, you know, possibly winning championship. You go over to, to the West Coast, you know, New Orleans Pelicans and the Golden State Warriors go head-to-head tomorrow night. Uh, it's just the NBA. It's just the first game. It's the kickoff. But – it's going to be exciting to see Anthony Davis. He's going to play with a lot of energy, you know. 
Uh, they are missing Tyreek Evans, so they're not all the way there for the Pelicans. But, you know, I remember their first-round matchup last season. It was against the Warriors. That was a phenomenal, you know, just all around that first round of play of the, uh, that round was amazing. It was fun games to watch. Uh, you saw the Pelicans get up by a lot in each and every game. Although they did get swept, but the Pelicans were winning in several of these games by, you know, double-digit points. And then that, that guy, Steph Curry, just caught fire. Klay Thompson would catch fire. Um, that You know, to see where the Pelicans, you know, are they going to learn from this? Are they going to, you know, this is the first time they're making the playoffs, you know, in their franchise, the new name Pelicans. or It's been some time since they made the playoffs. And to see the progression that they have made um, to get into the seat, the situation that they're in now, it's, 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 that's phenomenal. You know, we're going to see where the Pelicans at. And also the best part about it, they got a new head coach. Their head coach was the assistant under Steve Kerr and Alvin Gentry. So to see him, you know, returning, making that trip back to Golden State, making that trip back to Oakland and playing in front of the crowd, uh, seeing the banners, you know, finally come down. It's been, what was the story, 40 years since the Warriors won the NBA championship. Uh, To see that banner raised, you know, it's going to be huge. It's going to be a fun deal to watch. You know that Oakland crowd is going to be rocking and rolling, and that is, you know, I predict that the game is going to be sold out obviously, um, for, you know, for them accepting the rings and see that banner get raised. Uh, it's going to be a must-see matchup. Now you can see with the Warriors, you know, they, they have a still with a chip on their shoulder. I love how they find a way to, hey, you know, people are talking a lot of smack about us. We we still, you know, you, you all still don't give us the respect. Well, here we go. San Antonio Spurs, you know, made some big movements, huge movements. I think the best movements in the offseason – they struggled during the preseason, though. Well, it's just the preseason. Who cares? But, you know, they can, can you know, pop. To see how quick Popovich can get this get this thing going uh, with LaMarcus Aldridge, who is now, you know, the face of the franchise coming in, uh, with Kawhi Leonard, you know, getting him back healthy, Tony Parker, you know, Tim Duncan, Ginobili, you know, those three bandit uh, monsters. So it, I, I believe the San Antonio Spurs are going to be that team to beat in the West. Uh, Pop is going to find a way to get this thing going. Also, you know, OKC, they're going to make a lot of noise as well. But I think the Spurs is my predicted team coming out of the uh, Western Conference. I'm predicting, you know, Spurs Cavaliers in the finals. Golden State, you know, I love the fact that, you know, Stephen Curry, Klay Thompson, beautiful team to watch. Um, The way, you know, these guys play together, they've been together for quite some time now. Uh, Look out for the L.A. Clippers as well. Can they, you know, finally go over the edge? They do have the truth now. And, you know, Paul Pierce returning back with Doc Rivers. We get to see how they display. Also, some late news that happened. Um, I wanted to talk about it a little bit earlier, but I'll get into it now. I'm not going to speak too much on it, but it will be respected from the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show for Voice America. Uh, paying our condolences to the Saunders family. Uh, we lost a great one in the NBA. Great uh, coach, great, uh, great gentleman, you know, just off the court, on the court. Uh, inspired a lot of lives and Flip Saunders, uh, who passed away Sunday, yesterday, um, at the age of 60. So young. So, so young. Um, Kevin Garnett definitely, uh, had a lot of history with Flip Saunders, um, especially with Garnett's earlier years when they had the, uh, the big run with, you know, with, when they had Sam Cassell, Marbury. Flip Saunders was the head coach. He was that guy. Uh, to get to K- KG and that MVP. Uh, atmosphere to get them to the playoffs. Man, I missed it. I missed watching those that Minnesota Timberwolves team play. Spreewell on the wing. 
Uh, Flip Saunders was that guy. He was the head coach. He's been, you know, with the Timberwolves, their basketball operations, head basketball operations, as well as the head coach. Uh, to lose him on the eve, uh, close to the NBA season, I wanted to see how he was going to develop Carl Anthony Towns and, you know, getting Andrew Wiggins back. This, this is going to be an exciting bunch. And I think now it's, it's going to, you know, be even more exciting because, you know, the, the emotional loss at the beginning of the season and coach, head coach Flip Saunders. But to see this team come together, um, to see this young bunch, it's going to be fun to watch. It, it reminds me of when, you know, the Pelicans, when they had Anthony Davis and then they had, uh, when they drafted Rivers and Davis and uh, Eric Gordon made, you know, transition over and they pick up Drew Holiday in free agency. And now you see what the Pelicans are, you know, they're a playoff team. It's playoffs or nothing now. So to see the same deal, you know, happening, building in Minnesota, I think they're going to be a fun team to watch. They're not going to win many games, I believe, this season. But to see them, you know, that young group play together, it's going to be fun to watch. And, yeah, we do our pain, our condolences to the Saunders family. We lost a great one. Lost a great head coach, great mentor, great gentleman on and off the court. I mean, um, huge, huge loss um, to the NBA world. But it's going to be exciting to see where this team, um, you know, to get them on the court this week. Uh, they host, you know, they're, they're going against the L.A. Lakers, you know, Wednesday night. Um, and, you know, I discussed a little bit like where the Lakers are at, you know, with the return of Kobe, with D'Angelo Russell coming in, uh, Jordan Clarkson returning. It's a lot of talent. Roy Hibbert coming over, Lou Williams. Um, it's a lot of talent. Brandon Bass also got picked up during the free agency. It's going to be an exciting team to watch. See how quick, you know, D'Angelo Russell, you know, understands the game of the NBA. It, it'll be fun. Also, you know, the, the Clippers – and, you know, to see how the Clippers are going to be in the West, to see, you know, are the Sacramento Kings ready to make that, you know, that next step? Can Damian Lillard still hold it down? Are the Suns ready? Phoenix Suns, are they ready to make the playoffs yet or not? Um, some exciting teams in the West. It's always exciting in the West. And, you know, you get so amped up. Uh, I don't think the East teams have caught up with the West. Uh, I don't think they're going to for quite some time. The Memphis Grizzlies, you know, returning Mike Conley, the, the trio, Marcus All signing back. Uh, a lot of movements as well. Um, but the one going back to the East in the NBA, team that everyone obviously uh, pays a lot of attention to because of the, the the background, the mecca, and, you know, to see what the Garden is going to display with the New York Knicks, you know, and, you know, with them playing the, the Milwaukee Bucks. And which is young, the Bucks is a young and up-and-coming team. They got a little taste of the playoffs. Head coach Jason Kidd in his first year got him to the playoffs already. That's going to be a fun young bunch to watch. But I want to see where New York is at. <laughs> you know, I want to see what the heck they put together, you know, in the offseason with all these guys coming from elsewhere. Carmelo Anthony feels very talented that this is a more than a 27-win NBA uh, New York Knicks team. And we'll see. I want to see where the Atlanta Hawks, you know, was last year a fluke with the 60-plus wins, um, making the playoffs in the number one seed. You know, are they ready to still, you know, obtain that number one spot? Can they still uh, – are they able to fight with the Cleveland Cavaliers? You know, are they able to keep, you know, a hold of that top Eastern spot? Um, and we'll see, again, with the Hawks. And, you know, they, they've been doing it for quite some time, um, past couple of years. So uh, it's going to be an exciting NBA season. Uh, all the way around, and it kicks off tomorrow, kicks off all week. I'm excited, you know. Uh, I love watching basketball, definitely the first love. But, you know, everyone doesn't start tuning in to, you know, those Christmas games, to the NBA All-Star, to the playoffs. Um, but it all kicks off. It all starts off tomorrow. And after, you know, 
Monday Night Football, my mindset, my transition is going to be go, getting into the NBA. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, the, a lot of talent hitting the court. Um, a lot of talent coming into the NBA, the young youth, uh, especially that Kentucky team. You know, most of those guys going into the NBA, the guys from Duke, you know, national championship Duke. Uh, also, you know, the guy from kid out of Wisconsin, both guys out of Wisconsin. To see that transition, it's a new NBA era. It's a new NBA world. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun deal to see. And it all kicks off tomorrow night uh, with the Warriors, you know, raising their uh, – raising their banner for the first time. That's exciting. And it all kicks off. Uh, we're going to take it, go into another break. After the break, it's going to come up with our last segment. Uh, jump back into some games that were played this weekend. A lot of upsets, a lot of disappointing losses, a lot of wins as well. Uh, transition back into the uh, NCAA football and then back into the NFL talk. That's where we're going to finish up on the show. So we're going to take a quick break. After the break, we will go into our last segment. You listen to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. It's Making Moves Monday, and I'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Welcome back. Welcome back in. It's Bobby Lassiter Sports Talk Show. 888-346-9144 is number to call in. Give me Lost Shades here in studio. Jumping into the last segment. Already, man, this show goes by so quick, goes by so fast that hour it just it kills you know, it just goes so fast, man. I hate getting out of here. Uh going back, you know, into the NFL talk, like I said, at the beginning of the show earlier, um, I was stating, you know, we're 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 coming up midway through the season. Um a lot of these games are starting to matter. A lot of attitude is starting to show in the NFL. And I want to call out one team. That's America's team. We we have to. You can't go. You know, a sports talk show. You can't go any show without discussing about America's football team in the Dallas Cowboys. There was a lot, lot, a lot of heat, a lot of uh, frustration that was going on during the uh, Dallas Cowboys sideline. Especially, you know, we're not even going to talk about the quarterback beef. That how Brandon Whedon kind of spoke out. You know how he was a little disgusted about how Matt Castle 
you know, is getting a start and, you know, I, you know, he really hasn't been playing that bad of football in Brandon Whedon. I've, I've seen worse out of him. Um, but obviously I have not seen too much better than what he displayed in his uh, couple of starts. But they made the transition going with Castle and how disappointing that turned out to be. Dallas Cowboys took another loss. They are now sitting, where are they at? Two and four on the season. It's, it's midway through the season. NFC East, it's still up for grabs. I even think Washington now is back in the, back in the mix. And that, that, that's kind of scary for the Cowboys. You know, last, last season they dominated the East. Um, obviously, they are still, you know, pound for pound talent-wise, the best team, I believe, in the NFC East. But that injury bug, suspension bug comes and haunts them each and every time. But you know what? I'm, this is nothing new. This is how the NFC East has been prior to prior to last season. You know, last season was the first, you know, um, division that divisional play record wise that the Cowboys, you know, dominated in quite some time since, you know, the, the era when they had the T.O. era um, with Terrell Owens at receiver. I have not seen any team, you know, dominate this division the way the Cowboys did last season quite some time. So honestly, this season this is your typical NFC East season. I was discussing this with uh, the Cowboys fan yesterday. You know, I was I was letting her know she's a huge Cowboys fan. She, that's all she talks about is Cowboys. This Cowboys that I was just letting her know, like, hey, this is nothing new. You know, you you're used to seeing teams in this division go eight and eight, eight and eight, seven and nine. Uh, you know, whatever it may be, ten and six, nine and seven to make the playoffs. You know, you only get it. You only gonna get about one, maybe two teams out of the NFC East. Um, and and that's just how it's, how it's been, you know, ever since, you know, the last couple of years. Last season was a fluke. You, you're, you're rare to see, you know, the Cowboys come out on top and dominate the division as they did last season. But this, this season is nothing new. This is nothing new to the Cowboys, to the Giants, to the Redskins, or the Eagles. Right now, the Giants are sitting on top with the 4-3 record. Uh, Redskins, 3-4, and four, sitting at number two. The Eagles, 3-4. and four. These teams keep beating each other. Dallas really don't have anything... To necessarily worry about they, I mean, four losses in a row. Okay, yes, it is time to put I almost push the panic button. But you have so many injuries, you have so many, you know, distractions that's going on right now. They got to get their things, their deal together. I mean, Roma will be back. Um, Jerry Jones has stated, you know, around week ten. Des Bryant has been practicing. I think when you get Des back on the field, you find ways to get this guy to football. You know you're you're good to go. You you do lose Lance Dunbar, you know, for the whole season, but you get a guy. You get Randy Gregory back. You know you got Greg Hardy back on the field, who I can't wait to discuss about his issues, uh, his superstardom that he has in his own level. But this is your NFC East football. NFC East is back. This is what we're used to. You know you're used to seeing that last game. You know comes down to the last game of the season of the regular season where it matters. This is NFC East football. So a lot of, you know, everyone's like, oh, this division is pretty disappointing, whatever it may be. No, this is your typical NFC East, and, and, and I'm loving it. The Cowboys are still in the playoff hunt. They're still, they still have to play, you know, the Redskins twice. They still get another uh, deal against the Philadelphia Eagles. All you have to do is win in your division. Now, the Eagles may take a couple more losses, or the Cowboys may take a couple more losses being America's team and, you know, whatever it may be, but they had to get their, they had to get their issues together. To see the display of whatever got in Greg Hardy's head or mind, for him to go off uh, on the video footage that was, you know, presented, you know, on national television, 
you know, time after time after time for see him go off on a coach. I don't care if it's special team head coach, uh, assistant inter- intern coach, Jen Welter. I don't care who it may be. You do not go off in the middle of a game on the sideline. You call yourself a leader. You, you know, this guy, ever since, you know, he his suspension has, you know, became uplifted. He's been making a lot of national news, and it's not been that positive. This is what the Cowboys do not need, especially right now with Tony Romo being out, with Des Bryant being out. You don't your, your whole running back core out, and I don't know if they're even ready to you know play football or not. But this is something that they do not need. Greg Hardy needs to he needs to knock this off. And then you know a lot of people are saying, oh, him and Des Bryant got to. It. I don't think they really got to it. To be honest, I think it was just you know two heated guys, two emotional guys getting caught up in emotions, going right back at one another. And Des Bryant trying to you know being the leader he is, uh, he displays himself to be with the Cowboys. It, you know, it's telling Greg Hardy, hey man, knock it off. You you you're new to this, uh, Greg Hardy. You you're lucky to still even be playing in the NFL right now. Like, it's time for him, you know, to get his act together. Like, either fit in or don't fit out or just fit out. Don't fit in at all. You don't display that. You know, it's your first year with this team. Yeah, you know, you're bringing in your big-time name. Um, You had a great season, you know, but you came in with a lot of distractions. You're a risk that Jerry Jones took the risk on. Be careful, you know, how you stir the pot, especially, you know, in a winning team like the Cowboys. You know, they – this team has been through a lot in the last couple of years. And for a guy like Greg Hardy, he, he has the potential to knock, you know, all this off. I don't understand you're frustrated with losing and, you know, um, you know, getting your stuff back together, taking a tough loss to your rival in the Giants. But, you know, you you guys were in the game. You were so close. You got to keep your head. Right now it's not a great time. You got four losses in a row. You got to find a way to get it back together. Other, you know, heated news. I don't I don't I don't like talking too much about this team right now. Uh, I'm going to simmer down a little bit when I discuss the Indianapolis Colts took a loss to the New Orleans Saints, um, 27-21. Well, actually, the Saints were being up 27-0. The Colts, um, you know, they, they found a way, another way to lose a ball game um, early and often. But the one thing I want to touch on, uh, yeah, uh, Jim Mercer and uh, Ryan Grigson, the GM, uh, owner and GM, getting into it in a heated conversation, which was reported by the Indy, Indy Star uh, after the game. They got into a heated conversation, uh, you know, in the locker room, in front of the players, in front of the media. Uh, that's that's something you you cannot displace. You got problems at the top. That means it shows and it explains why there's so many problems at the bottom. This story is going to blow up. You know, we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. We'll keep close contact to it. But the one thing that got me was how – I know we got to get out. I got to get off the air here soon. But how Chuck Pagano and some of the other coach players talking about um, how they are happy with you know the effort that they gave in the second half, um, that they're okay with it. That was bad football yesterday. Indianapolis Colts first three quarters, whatever it may be, two and a half quarters, whatever. That's terrible football. That's something you do not be happy at. Talking about oh we we gave the effort in the second half. You were down twenty seven zero. Let's talk about that part. Unfortunately, I got to get out of here. We're going to discuss more NFL. I didn't even get the chance to touch up on the NCAA. Some great games uh, that happened this past weekend as well uh, with the upset, US, USC winning over Utah. But, unfortunately, we got to get into it more tomorrow. Uh, thank you for tuning in today, Demi Lachey. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with Kwame Lasseter in the building as well. Uh, Demi Lachey, thank you for tuning in to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show, and we will catch you tomorrow. 
for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>